I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The most interesting thing about this film for me, Sine, is that this girl lived in a marsh her whole life, yet perfect skin. Perfect hair at all times. I am so glad you mentioned this. Oh, my God. It is literally a note in my phone about to bring it up on the podcast today. (laughs) Thank you so much. Okay, so when she's a child, she's got, like, mud all over of her, you know, muddy feet, tangled hair, and you're like, makes sense. She lives in the marsh, for Christ's sake. As an adult, I understand the concept that she can bathe. I get that. (laughs) What I don't understand is how she can wear several white and light-coloured linen dresses with nary a mark on them. Perfect skin, never cleansed her face. She even owned a hairbrush? Who knows? She got a straightener? (laughs) How is she washing it? She's there with a little curling wand in the bathroom. Yeah. The swamp does things to you, I suppose. How so clean? (laughs) How so clean? Hello there, this is I... I really like you and movies. My name is Lonnie. I'm here with Sine, as always. How you doing? Hi. Good, thank you. Where the Crawdads Sing is the film on today's menu. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're uh, interested in our wine pairing today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but this film was everywhere a little while ago. On buses, on um, ads, online, on... Um, on the train, everything. I was just seeing everything about this film and also online some stories about the, the writer of the original book. That's mm. a bit crazy. Um, but just her face on all the all the pictures really drew me in. I was like, I've got to see this film. And that doesn't always happen to me that, you know, just someone's face can, can do that to me. And looking back at the film now, I kind of feel like, yeah, that was the only thing <laughs> really had this film um what's the main attraction put it that way you hated this didn't um, you i didn't hate it i thought it was fine i've got some tweaks that i'd make to the script personally which i'll oh, get please. into i guess she, she get into what it's about sine but i didn't realize going in that it was like a nicholas sparks like story and that's got its place right and it's totally fine um but looking back again <laughs> at the audience i saw this film with i was the only bloke in the cinema, cinema. Ah, I see. And I realised that, yeah, this is a different demographic that, that was being advertised to here. But you know what? Still had a, not a bad time with it. The people in front of me, they were two mums with, they each had a daughter and the daughters were really into the book. And I think their mums had then read it and so they were having like a four-person oh, okay. where friends and they, mums. Were they teens, were they something? Or? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. She was eating her popcorn weirdly. I thought that was odd, but you know, maybe that's the thing the youths do these days. How do we? How do we mean weirdly? She was like eating it out of like the side of her hand. I don't even remember. It was very odd. Okay, you'll have to show me how she did that at some point. Mm. 
So it's advertised as a mystery thriller film, but really it's a Nicholas Sparks romance, isn't it? It's not a mystery thriller at all. <laughs> and I... It's not even a legal drama, which I, which I kind of would have focused yeah. more on personally. Sorry, so I thought, I thought the book, because it's based on a very popular book, I thought the book was mm. more booky than it apparently must have been, given the film that they made about it. Like, I thought it was going to be a bit sort of pretentious and very, mm. like, heavily linguistic and talking about beautiful language, etc. And maybe that wasn't, I don't know, I think the title put me off reading it because I'm like, oh, that's going to be mm. hard work to get through. Mm. And mm. now I'm like, oh, I probably would like it because it's very light. <laughs> it's very <laughs> light and you don't have to think too hard. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to sort of damn with frank, frank praise or anything or really get into it too much because I think on the whole I didn't mind it. I, I do think, though, without Daisy Edgar Jones in the lead, it's a different, it's obviously a different film, but she really pulls it all together and gives you something to look at and she's quite magnetic all the way through. So She's great. I, she She's a, the, I said the main attraction, keeps it going, is the film's engine in a lot of ways. Hmm. We haven't seen anything what, she's been the in, right? About? No, she's a normal people, which is her, the the main draw card for her. Too sad. There's also that one recently with um, Andrew Garfield, the TV show. Oh, yeah. Um, Been to watch that. Under the Banner of Heaven, I think, which looks all right. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty good, mm-hmm. actually. Um, but, yeah, she's got a movie star sort of face and look, hasn't she? Curtain bang, she told me, is the hairstyle. I had no idea. I think this movie should come with a disclaimer at the beginning that says, yeah. you're going to see someone with a great hairstyle. Just because she can pull it off doesn't mean you can pull it off. Because I am so close to booking myself a hair appointment to get curtain bangs. And I just know it's going to be a fail. I'm going to hate them. I'm going to come home and cry because I was too polite to ask them to fix it. It's going to be a whole thing. But, man, they I look good on go her. With a, take, a, take a picture of Daisy with you and then be like this. see what they can do. Make me look this like place. this. <laughs> uh, okay, the film, Sine, is about... Kaya, who is the marsh girl, as he said, she's growing up in a marsh. She's with her family, um, abusive father. Um, the rest of the family runs away, basically. She sticks around. Even her mum runs away. It was a bit, bit harsh, that scene. It's pretty tough. It kind of felt a little bit like, um, not like, like torture porn, but like, how much shit can this poor girl go through? She's just trying to live her life, you know. It felt a little bit, it's a bit heavy in parts. Um, but she grows up, doesn't she? She she um, ends up sort of in a sort of a love triangle of sorts. Um, but turns out one of the boys is dead. And who did it, Sine? Well, uh, are we going there now? Are we doing this now? Well, everyone everyone says it's the crazy marsh girl. She gets gets thrown in jail, and then there's a uh, trial. We have to work out what's going on. The film sort of has different um, storylines or different timelines going on throughout. The um, the, the good old legal part of it kind of felt tacked on at parts, which I was a bit disappointed in. Um, but still, so it's be- there, I guess, if, before, if you're into that. Before it was revealed, what mm. was your theory? Okay, well, we'll get into it. We'll, t- we'll talk about the spoilers here if you, in case you're. Weary. I thought as the film goes on, I was like, 
I wonder if they'll just do the thing and then in the end it actually was her as a kind of final thing, which, you know, that's how it ends up playing out like. But I thought it could have been just a tragic accident, which is what they kind of hinted at for a bit mm-hmm. as well. And it's just the town's um, prejudices that thought that it was the girl who did it. What do you think? I thought it was Tate. I thought it was Tate so clearly yeah. that I was like, that's why he's not saying anything because he can't defend her because mm. he'd have to admit that he was guilty. Why mm. didn't he defend her more then if he didn't do it? I don't think that makes sense. Anyway, I was I hadn't I haven't read the book, so I was surprised at the ending. And listen, sometimes some people need to do some things. I'm not condoning killing people. I'm just saying sometimes shit gets real and you've got to protect yourself. Sometimes the prey has to kill the predator, something like that. I think that's, that's what, what she, she says, says the, yeah. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to think of a scenario for her that turns out better. Like, so if, if if he stays alive, has things turn out well for her? Hey. Mm. Can I talk about my tweaks I would make to the script today to make it strong? Please. Look, I'm just a little podcaster down here in Australia, but here's what I reckon. Okay, I'm ready. I feel like things can be a bit easy to her. While at the same time, as I said before, she's having a lot of trauma thrown at her from the get-go from her life. The solutions to all the problems just sort of walk up to her. Explain Which I thought kind of undoes. Well, so she goes, tries to go to school, but she gets bullied and so she leaves and just stays out in the marsh living her own sort of reclusive life right Mm -hmm. then a boy happens to come by and happens to think she's cute and happens to then teach how to read it just felt a bit convenient to me that that happened to her i think you're a hater that's what i have to say about that (laughs) i think you're a tate hater and you hate him i I love Tate, and I thought it was strange Tate looked like my cousin as a kid, but apart from that, I thought he was great, and I really enjoyed that. And, you know, kind of to strangers, and, you know, she was friends with him, and so it's not out of the realm of possibility for that to happen. But just town. like It's not like there's, yeah, yeah, like, a million like, people who can, like, teach her stuff, and he was the one person out of all of them who it helped was nice her. To her. And she was nice back to him, I get that, but... They're the feathers, Lonnie. Just because... He happens to drive past on his boat and is like, hey, you want to read? Okay, I'll teach you. And that that in and of itself would be fine, right? But then when she gets arrested, she's stuck in jail and the, the oh. nice retired lawyer comes in. Who was obviously... Like, hey, by the way, I'm going to... Yeah, the part that was written for Sam Waterston that he didn't take and so they got a lookalike. <laughs> I cannot tell you how long David I was Shahan. like, this has to be Sam Waterston. No, it's not though. Where are his signature dark eyebrows? No. And then I was like, <laughs> I felt like I was being gaslit. But David Strand's great. He was in Born. He was in. I know Home who he Land. is. I know who he is. I just like. But you had a you mixed up. Yes. And I do. Wise, ag- yeah, I, I do agree mean. with you. That bit in the I didn't like that bit in the jail, but I sort of just looked past it because it happened quite quickly. Yeah, but I just think it would have been stronger then because her salvation and the only chance she's got there is that she's got a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Is like because the nice guy sort of takes pity on her. And so I kind of felt as well with Tate, almost took pity on her and like, oh, you're cute enough. I guess I'll help you out. And I like, get it was nice the lawyer comes in. But what if he had, what if he's retired 
and maybe you know potentially he's a bit. I thought he was retired. An asshole. He, no, I'm, I'm giving a scenario. Oh, right, right. He's retired. He's a bit of an asshole. He thinks she's probably needs some defense, but he doesn't want to do it. And then she's got to really go try and get him on side. She's really going to go try and convince him. And she's like, you know what? You didn't help me when I was a kid, but now you can help me now and you can right the wrongs of the past sort of thing. And I think it kind of makes sense with how the film plays out is that she was just in jail awaiting her fate because, you know, she did it. But it would have, you know, and then if in the scenario where she's innocent, she would go try and get her defense more in line, I suppose. And that makes sense. But it just kind of felt like, I don't know, as a nice lawyer, he'll defend you for free and do a good job because he's he taking pity on you. I just think you could have tweaked that a bit. You could have tweaked her maybe to teach herself how to read or maybe get some help from people where she's had to really strive for it and also strive more to get some legal defense would have been maybe a bit stronger. You know what I mean? I get it. I get where you're coming from. Get what you're saying. Love your idea. Super cool. I think that's kind of the point though. Isn't it kind of the point that everyone sees her as this poor sort of waif of a girl who needs protecting and saving and it turns out that they'd all given her way too much leniency? Isn't it the point that she can get all these things afforded to her because we're playing with the idea of like the underdog and then when it turns out it's not like that, they realise maybe they shouldn't have done all that? guess it's not a moment of realisation for everyone else. It's just for Tate, but... No, I mean, if that was the case, you'd bring the realization forward, forward. and mm-hmm. have them reckon with their they they underestimated her. Yeah, I suppose. But I, I see where you come from. I I don't know that's a change I would have made, and I also kind of think she's living by herself in the middle of a marsh, recluse. Yet she's in a love triangle. All these <laughs> How people. Does she do that? Very attracted to her. I mean, it is Daisy Edgar Jones. She is very enigmatic. Maybe I'd be attracted to her if I was in that situation. If I was in a small town and there was this mysterious woman who was very beautiful, who lived in this house, and she, like, was really into feathers because you've got to be into a thing when you're at this age. And, like, (laughs) I don't know, I'd be intrigued. I'd take my little boat down to see where she lived. I just, again, it feels like she's living a life by herself in the jail, in the marsh, And then the plot happens to her in terms of the cute boy comes to her, the other dickhead boy comes to her. It's just, yeah. and I guess she does the thing where she makes herself an author and things like that. She takes initiative there. But it just kind of like, I don't know, things happening to her when maybe she should be doing the things. Fair. Um, What do you think of Chase? Obviously... An asshole. Bad news. Would like him. I knew he was bad yeah. news from the beginning. Didn't like him because mm-hmm. he was being so annoying. And he was like there all the time. I was like, shut up, Chase. Go away. Mm. You're so annoying. That was literally my reaction to him. And then I felt a bit vindicated when he was like revealed for the POS that he is. And mm-hmm. then I was like, I'm not sure if it all works with the engagement because. Mm-hmm. <sighs> think it works with the engagement if he was just using her for sex but I don't understand why he was nice to her at all then why the why they were even in love in the beginning and I guess maybe they weren't I don't know something there just doesn't really work the reveal was felt not it didn't really make sense logistically I don't think I see what you mean like 
if theoretically he's got a a nice relationship with the girl in town, why does he even bother with her in the swamp? But he's talking like, to what, her what is about he getting like, from her? oh, when we get mm. married and when I buy you a house and when this all happens. Mm. Why was he doing that if he never had the intention of doing that? I guess to keep her like Do you think it, keen? Yeah. Could it have been stronger if he just, if she wanted that from him and he just kept saying, no, let's keep it casual, you know, just just be fine. But she she blatantly didn't. She didn't want marriage and a house and everything and she exactly. felt like she was being forced mm. into it. So I don't really understand why he mm. took that angle. Yeah. Especially given he was already like, engaged. I mean, because then it's a twist, I suppose, is perhaps the, the reason. Not good enough. <laughs> but Tate was good. Tate did come through, even though I was angry at him. He didn't turn up when they're having the fireworks. Oh, on the, Tate. On the beach. I understand it, though. I understand it. But he, he, he felt like he couldn't be there, be the right person for her. Yeah. They couldn't have a life together. Yeah. But maybe involve people in your discussions and your thinking, you know? Don't, maybe just, just sort let, of make let us in on these, them. yeah, these thoughts that we're having. As Sabrina Carpenter yeah. says, I can't read your mind, you know? Oh, you, you've changed your I had to get it in there. I had to get it in there. I've been listening to it nonstop <laughs> for like the past few weeks. <laughs> like four weeks ago, you're like, oh, I, I would never listen to her because she's the other woman. I love Olivia. And all of a sudden. It was out of duty and respect towards Olivia. And I heard because I liked a boy, my whole worldview has changed. And Tornado Warnings mm. is one of the best songs ever written. It's things are more complex than they first appear. They are. As in this film and in <laughs> that weird relationship between the two pop stars and the boy. It's both love triangles, um, you know? We're, we're looping it in somehow. Mm-hmm. So what do you think when it was finally revealed at the end, Sine? I was shocked. I did the, oh, it's the necklace! <laughs> <laughs> in my head, because I was in a cinema full of people. Yeah, but that sure. was my thing. Also, they didn't do a good job searching. They didn't look at any of the books. No. Take the books off not. the shelf. What if something was behind the books? Also, <laughs> get rid of the necklace. Bury yeah, it. Why she kept it. You're in a marsh. Yeah. All the ground's wet. Mm-hmm. Dive under the Boom. water. Put it under the creek. Mm-hmm. Tie it to the root of a tree that's growing through the marsh. Don't mm. keep it. No, that was a bit rough. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I, I really liked the um, kindly uh, family on the marsh who sort of looked out for her, the shopkeepers. Yeah, I love um, them so much. That was great. And I, I thought, like, maybe 
like why can't they just adopt her and look out for her more? But given their place, like as a black family or black couple in um, South during the you know, segregation sort of era, I can see why they didn't want to sort of make any waves. Yes, I guess they were looking out for her still. So okay, but apparently the books come yeah. under fire a little bit for the portrayal of black people in the story. Mm, okay, I'm not sure what specifically people have issues with, mm. but okay. Just think it's worth mentioning. I felt like that too. I was like, can, why can't she just live with you guys? Like, I don't really understand the, mm. the problem. Um, mm. But then she would have been shipped away if they knew her dad wasn't there. And yeah, I get it. True. Then they still had, she had social services looking out for her anyway when yeah. the government looking at seeing what she's up to. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so all in all, I, I didn't mind it. And I thought it was um, good fun. But I think maybe I would have, if I'd gone in sort of, I got to recalibrate myself during watching it rather than going in, knowing I was in for a okay. bit of a Nicholas Sparks style love triangle. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be more of a um, legal thriller mystery. Yeah. It makes sort of, it does that a little bit, but the emphasis is elsewhere, I think. For sure. That said, Daisy Edgar Jones, revelation for me. I know Bill yeah. to the party. She's so but... great. She's perfect. I love mm. her. Yeah, like every every acting choice was was just mm-hmm. felt so real and lived in, and yeah, just tremendous. Ellen, we've spoken about a few of your narrative issues. Would I be able to pipe oh, up oh, with a couple oh, of my biggest some? issues? Yes. Please. My biggest issue about the entire film is that I don't understand why her family didn't take her. Mm. So mm. the mum leaves first, right? And then it's revealed that she didn't speak for months afterwards. She didn't even know that she had children. She was completely traumatized and had a complete mental breakdown. Fine. That's fine. Don't blame her at all. The sisters, the two older sisters who have been beaten go, we have to get out of here, but we're not going to take our young defenseless sister or our young defenseless brother. Why would they not take her? It's not the same situation where they're going through like a thing and they forget that they have her. They walk past her. Do they hate her? Why would they not take I, I just don't understand why they wouldn't take her, the sisters. I can't I can't mm. get past that. It's not not very not even dramatized if there is a reason. No. I guess they were just didn't care or just yeah. wanted to get out themselves. They didn't they thought she might slow them down or something. But that, that's only imagining I didn't it's not shown. No, none of it's shown. There's no mm. explanation at all. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we needed the whole brother comes back from the war storyline. I mean, we only needed that for exposition so that she could be like, oh, my mom never found me because she was sick. Mm. I, I just feel like that could they could have found that out another way. I, I don't know if we need the brother who we thought we was were dead coming back situation. Yeah. Another story beat that didn't go anywhere. The housing development. Just quickly, wait, wait, I'm sorry. On that point, sorry. She could have been an only child and it would have been exactly the same, right? Yes. I think it would have been. Yep. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Fair, Fair enough. enough. Just make a note of that in your rewrite, please. Just make that change. We'll just incorporate that one. Um, yeah, the housing developer. So he comes and he's like, hmm, nice mm. bit of land you got there. And everyone's like, oh, quick lady, you've got to pay your $800 in taxes so that you don't get booted off your land, which she just does. Yeah. Because she just gets a book deal yeah. that's like $15,000. Where's my book deal for $15,000? <laughs> also good to see that author's yeah. rates haven't gone up at all with inflation, by the way. I know. You still get paid that much. Um, 
I just, like, it didn't go anywhere. There was never any threat. There was one guy asking a question. There was never, like, a struggle for her to make the money to be able to pay it off. Mm. I, I don't know if the book goes into more detail about that, but the movie sure didn't. And I just questioned why it was even included if it didn't change anything. Yeah. So I think things were a bit simple. It's almost like they were very much focused on the trauma she goes through, mm-hmm. but then the solutions that, that came about just sort of happened. Just sort of hand didn't struggle to. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Here's some boys for her to fall in love with. Here's a lawyer. Here's the trial going to go the right way for her. And I feel like as well, like it's fine. like, is she going to pay off the taxes? Well, not mm. is. Yes, she will. How is she going to pay off the taxes? Oh, she just pays them. She just pays she them. Pays. Yeah. How's she going to get out of the house with her dad? Oh, he just leaves. Yeah, he just leaves. Yeah. It's like, you, I mean, you had me interested say, in these question, in these answers to the questions, but the answers that you gave me were so simple, you know? Well, how's she going to deal with the horrible ex-boyfriend? Just kills him. All just good. kills him. Yep. Gets fine. With it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm being a bit reductive and you can, you know, apply that to anything mm, and it would sound bad. You can do But I don't yeah. know. I do understand what you're saying. I, I wanted a bit more of... I don't know, the struggle to it's get all, to the solution, you know? That's the story, isn't it? The struggle. Mm. It's a bit like the, the pitch meeting. It's a bit, yeah, super easy, barely inconvenient. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, There's a quote here on, on Wikipedia. It's pretty funny. They've, they've called her a, a manic pixie dream girl murder suspect. She is a manic pixie dream girl murder suspect, yes. With perfect hair in the swamp. Perfect hair and spotless clothing. Beautiful dresses, by the way. Huge fashion inspo for me now. Oh, really? You didn't see the nice, like, 50 60s dresses? Mm. I was like, I'm going to sew myself one of those dresses. That looks amazing. Wow. Is she up on your Pinterest inspo (laughs) board now? (laughs) I should. I should pin it on my board. People use (laughs) Pinterest anymore. Is that a thing? I guess they do. Okay. Our reference is very timely then, I'm sure. (laughs) Now, long-time yeah. people who are friends of mine might know that... Friends, you might say. <laughs> that I like Taylor Swift. Yes. Oh, yeah. And she wrote a song, didn't she? She did write a song for this movie, an original song. Mm-hmm. Great. Wonderful. I think Aaron was even part of it, which is amazing. I have a question, though, about original writing original songs for movies. What mm. is the point if it just goes over the credits? And yeah, you know what other movie did this mm. recently? Top Gun Maverick. Lady Gaga wrote a song just for the credits. What's what's that about? Is that a thing? Why? What what am I supposed to be feeling or thinking from that decision? It feels a bit old school, doesn't it? Yeah, like we used to do it back in the eighties and nineties. Why is the song not in the movie? I don't know, but because it's written for the movie, does that mean it's eligible for the Oscars? Then is she trying to get an Oscar? Ah. Potench. Potench. Mm. Also. But I always feel like it should be better if the song is incorporated in the film, if it's going to be an Oscar. Do they not want to put it in the film so you're not like, oh my God, that's Taylor Swift's song, and then it takes you out of the moment? Mm. But then why ask her to make a song anyway then, if she's well, too well known as well, they, they could have had it like in story or even sung by someone else, but then she plays the real yeah, version she, at the end. At the that end. Be, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm, like sense. I'm pretty sure, don't they do that with, in The Lion King? Am I making this up? Maybe I'm making mm. this up. I thought Elton John actually okay. sang one version of the song to go over the credits. That makes sense. Maybe I'm making it up. If not, that's what they should have done. 
<laughs> Hear that, Disney? <laughs> you should have done if you, if you didn't already. You know what it sort of reminded me of? Do you recall? Mm. Bear with me here, everybody. There was a Nicholas Sparks movie that we watched, and it was like a love mm-hmm. story, and it was also set on an mm. island or in some sort of marsh thing. Mm. And I think Josh Duhamel was in it, maybe. And the whole mm. reveal was that he was a ghost or she was a ghost at the end. I thought wasn't wasn't she wasn't her friend his ex-wife who or his wife who passed away? And she was a ghost? Someone was a ghost, was right? Someone was yeah, a ghost. Someone was a ghost. Definitely. And someone was living inside like in the woods or something like that. Yeah. Or I thought there was a swing. I think it was like a coastal town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a great job explaining this. I can't remember the name of the film. Do you remember the name of the film? I can find it out pretty quickly. Anyway, same vibes as this film. Don't you reckon? Totally, yeah. I don't think it's a problem to be Nicholas Sparks style thing. Obviously very popular. I think it's, it's funny how people are so against Nicholas Sparks now as such an eye roll like, oh, Nicholas Sparks movies, and yet they like a book that's the exact same thing, mm. but it's just rebranded, and so it's more palatable to young people or to people who think that they don't like yeah. Nicholas Sparks. You know what I mean? Safe Haven was the film. Somehow. Safe Haven. That was it. Can you get some clarification on whose sister's ghost yeah. it was? Katie realises that her neighbour, Joe, was the ghost of Carly watching over them. Yeah. Julianne Hoff. God, it was bad. Josh Jamal. That Curtis was, Mulders. yeah, not a good time. Mulders. So what have, what have we landed on? We've landed on giving her some more agency. Yeah, basically, that's that's the main thing. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Follow through with some of your story threads about why they couldn't take her and why the housing developer wasn't an yeah. issue. Put tell us which song say, in the film. Yeah, is that at the very end there are lots of like they sort of shoehorned a lot of the court case in like the last twenty minutes or so. Yeah, and they got to the end of the about, runtime and they're like, "Oh shit, we we're, we're still about twenty minutes away from the verdict." Did she do it or not? No. <laughs> Yeah, but there's the whole thing about, like, she couldn't have, the only way she could have got from town to town was to take one bus and oh, then run off, kill yes. the guy, get back. And I was like, that could have been something you'd, you'd thread through the film rather than just throw at me right at the end. So does that mean she did it that then, way? I guess so, hey. She literally <laughs> put a disguise way. on, got in, got mm. back on the bus. Man, I don't yeah. know about that, guys. I don't know about that. I know because there, there's because of the way that the ending is presented, it's basically like we all agree for her to have done that, it's almost impossible. Yes. The film ends with a twist saying she did it though, and we just have to work out how. Like, yeah. In between. And then we're like, okay, so hang on, did she? Is that is that what happened? Is that actually? I guess, what happened? She, I guess she did the ninety nine percent impossible thing. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. Um, I agree with you. I they mean, could have worn something in. Something. She could have mm. like. Well, what if Tate? No, you can't. You can't implicate Tate. What no, if? Maybe she had an accomplice. Maybe Tate could have helped her, but then he doesn't know, so he he couldn't have. Mm. So, what mm. if mm. you thread somewhere in the film, she has a penchant for um, going undercover to get things. Yeah. You thread some of that stuff in, or you make her do a bad yeah. thing. She never does a bad thing. I guess that's the point. That's it. She's she kind of. 
you know, do anything she's bad. Almost like, like almost to Mary Sue in that sense. You know, I know that's a, a loaded term these days. Mm. But it's like, yeah, she's just a perfect girl who never done anything wrong, but I couldn't melt in their mouth. Yeah. So then the twist is that she did, yeah. I guess that's how. Because is there my thing about twists is they've got to be plausible. They can't just be mm. unexpected, right? And I mean, I guess it's plausible in terms of motivation, but I just don't know if it's plausible in terms of practicality. Like, how does she actually do mm. it? Mm. Yeah, that's what I mean. How does she push him off the thing, or does she say, "Come up with me to the fire tower"? Just look at me and walk mm. backwards for a bit. Like we never saw any how it actually mm. happened. So in our mind, she's still perfect because we never had the, I don't know, visual of her not of her doing something wrong. So it doesn't tarnish her character. Mm. I don't know. Doesn't quite make sense. But you're supposed to like just go with the twist. Just go with you? it. Just go with it. Mm. And sure. I'll so go they with just it. just a little little tip for you though. Oh yeah. If you do commit a crime, don't keep the evidence as a memento. Never keep the evidence. Just don't do it. No. I feel like. Hmm. Do I want this recorded forever? <laughs> I feel like I'd be good at committing a crime. <laughs> Not necessarily the crime part, but the covering up part, mm. because yeah. all these shows they like open a handle with no gloves on. Obviously, don't do that. There's fingerprints on the handle mm. now. They like touch murder weapons. They like do such stupid things, and I just know I wouldn't do any of that. There's no way I would have kept the necklace. At, I've been thinking about that recently in terms of only murders in the building. Yes. Like you guys are being set up, but also you're not helping yourselves at all because you're doing everything stupid. Once I you literally, find the evidence that's setting I literally up. caught up last night with the episode that I was behind yeah. on, and I was like, they open a door handle, they like touch everything at this place. <laughs> They handle the murder weapon. Like, what yeah. are you guys doing? Are you, mm-hmm. what, I, like a basic, and these guys, actually, it's even, I'm completely on a tangent, even more egregious for those guys because they're true crime podcast fans. They listen to a lot of true crime. No. So wouldn't they know mm-hmm. not to do those things? I think so, wouldn't you? Stay tuned for our Only Murders review mm. soon. Good show, though. Good show. All right, I'm, I'm keen to watch more of Daisy Edgar Jones, though, tell you what. Pretty good. So you're going to turn on normal people um, and watch it off the podcast. Interesting. It looks, it looks so sad, though. It looks can't. way too sad. The book was sad. That's enough. Mm. I, I, it's yeah. I'm just fine. There's not much else that she's coming up in it at the moment, but I'm sure there will be. Fingers crossed. Hmm. All right. So we're going to give it a rating, oh, I suppose. Yes. Three point six. Okay. <laughs> One of your most <laughs> particular <laughs> ratings. Even though it had lots of issues, it passed the vibe check. Mm. And yeah, I think that's fine. I really like it a little bit more than three and a half sounds, but probably not as much as a 3.75 sounds. Okay. 3.75 is way closer to 4, which I just want to steer clear of, but I also want to steer clear of 3.5. 3.6. Okay. I'll give it 3.5. I think you've, you've summed it up well <laughs> in that respect. I think my thing is I thought going in that maybe we're seeing like sort of award-level Oscar sort of style, but 
but it, it's not quite oh, that no. vibe, is it? No, 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 no. Yeah, which I didn't understand going in. You know what but... this movie is? This is the movie that you put on with your mother or mother-in-law who has read the book mm. and you're a fan of Daisy Edgar Jones and you put it on yeah, and you yeah. both have a nice time. I really get the vibe. This is the sort of movie that as a kid you would have watched as a family on like a Sunday afternoon mm. from Blockbuster. With you know? the assault stuff though? I mean, maybe yeah, in your family, it. maybe you guys were like, <laughs> ratings be <Yeah>. damned. <laughs> well, not like that's child. I was like a, you know, maybe 13 year old or something like that rather mm. than mm-hmm. six. Um, but yeah, that, in that sort of respect, it is something that, that yeah, you're right. Good for mums. Good for mums. You know, sometimes you need a bit of a mum too. movie. Yes. It's yeah. been a while. Here's another mum movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Well, thank you very much for listening. We have a big, huge catalog, back catalogue. Um, we have a Twitter that we get updated. Um, various other things on the go. We've got another podcast you can listen to. I miss you, man. Anything else you want to mention here tonight? Don't murder people. Emily, Emily in Paris obviously get to mention. Um, don't murder people. Don't frame me for murder now that I've said I would be good at covering up a murder. Um, mm-hmm. Stop wasting time. No, that's fine. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm.